When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yes, you are going to love today's show. My guest is coming up in just a moment. But first, let me tell you that today's show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. New Works has a fix for you. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works has 24-7 service. All you need to do is go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And again, I want to thank those of you that have reached out via social media or my email telling me about New Works Plumbing and how you've used them from hearing their ads on my podcast and on my rants. And I just want to say thank you very much, and New Works thanks you as well. They're awesome. Again, that's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. My guest really doesn't need any introduction if you live in Northern California in the Sacramento area. It is the one and only Jerry Reynolds. How are you, Jer? You know, I'm pretty good, you know, uh, for 78-year-old fart you know just uh, <laughs> yeah. go to bed early get up early try to cause no problems that's pretty much it <laughs> try to cause no problems that's not too difficult is it well it it, it, it isn't you know I've, i found out if you just kind of stay to yourself and uh it, it's a lot easier that's for sure well let's talk a little bit about the uh first part of the season for the sacramento kings now that we are at the all-star break uh 22 and 38 and you are what your record says you are and that's not very good that's a fact and uh and how about it the all-star break 60 games in in now yep you know used to be uh as as you can remember and most fans were a approximately halfway through the season now you're three-fourths way through the season and and the truth is that uh just about over <laughs> and yep. so and your record and your record not only says uh who you are but it also pretty much indicates not much is going to change after the all-star game jerry you always look at two numbers uh points allowed and then point differential the kings have the second worst defensive numbers in the western conference they allow almost 115 points a game but their point differential is minus five a game and that is just awful yeah, and it's gotten a little bit worse until, I mean, the trade made them certainly better offensively and, and I think eventually a little bit better defensively, but not enough to to 
impact the record to speak because bad news for the Kings, uh, they've got the worst schedule going forward here. You know, in other words, I look at the teams that, you know, they'd like to get into the 10th spot in that play in, which is an embarrassment, I think, to the league to even have that. But that's another story. But, but they have the, the fewest home games left of the teams they're competing with. And, and as you know, teams that aren't very good aren't likely to win very many on the road. No. Uh, so they, so it's, it's about home game wins. And so that's why it's almost impossible, I think, for them to catch the Pelicans or, or Spurs for that matter. And then of course the Blazers are the ones in 10th right now. And I know they'd like to lose, but yep. they've got a few players that are still actually trying to win and players always try to win regardless what the front office does. Well, that's interesting because when I was watching you, when you coached, I didn't never really, really, I didn't really, that, that didn't enter my mind that your players were trying to win. I'm glad that you have, you brought that to my attention. Yeah, they actually were. That's the saddest part. Uh, they were, I mean, I always said that's one of the things that why the, uh, the, the attendance was so good. The fans were so good. I think they really sensed the players were doing the very best they could. That's right. They <laughs> really they were, were. They were. Yeah. They were losing for the right reasons. The other team was better. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, what, you're right. Uh, you know, as far as the Kings right now, they're four games back in the loss column of Portland and then three back of New Orleans. And when you only have 22 games left, I figured the Kings are going to have to, at the very least, win 13 games. I don't see them doing that. As you said, they're bad on the road. They only have seven road wins, 13 games remaining on the road. They're not going to turn it around at this point. And, you know, th- uh, there's, a, there's a term called no man's land, and it's almost like that's where Sacramento is right now. They're not good enough to get into the top 10, and they're not bad enough to have one of the top five picks unless they get lucky in the lottery. And it seems like they've been in this situation for many, many years, almost like treading water. And I know how damn frustrating it is for all the fans. Yeah, it is, no question. And I think it's another thing that's very difficult, at least from my viewpoint, uh, for them because uh, they need to make – several moves uh you know i mean the draft itself not going to help them and they could get the first pick and not likely to make much difference uh ask detroit sure that's <laughs> <You> know, right <laughs> i mean ask houston they got the first second picks i mean the reality is that 19 year olds for the most part aren't ready to make you better mm-hmm. it's not that uh, they won't eventually but they're not ready to right away and so you have that factor and then and then the fact that of the assets that they have, and I think this is the toughest part, uh, who can they trade in order to get better? You know, and that always worries me because fans will say, well, trade Harrison Barnes. Well, yeah, you can trade Harrison Barnes because he's good. And a lot of teams would like Harrison Barnes and probably every team in the league could use him. But how do you get better by by getting rid of your second or third best player? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you can get, maybe an additional pick and a young player that hasn't developed yet, that sort of thing. But that doesn't make you better. That just makes you different and younger. How do you see De'Aaron Fox? Right now he's in a rhythm. He's played very well uh, the last several games, but his season has been extremely inconsistent. And a lot of that has to do with his poor outside shooting. Where do you look at him right now in his fifth year in this league? Well, you know, I I thought – like many people, I was very disappointed in this season. I do think, you know, with the recent trade, it, uh, and and really, Demonis 
the Monosabonis, I mean, has really helped him. And, and they really have a nice chemistry. And, and I, I think this is, this could really be a saving kind of grace for, uh, for, for Fox. I, 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 full credit, he has played very well, uh, since the trade and, and his, uh, shooting and scoring, uh, has been very productive, which is the key. I mean, his free throw percentage now, he's becoming a pretty good free throw shooter to good. And he, he is really, working on take getting the you know the mid-range shots which which really most of the so-called analytics guys are ignorant uh the teams that win really <laughs> go get really good shots wherever they are they mm-hmm. don't just wait for threes and layups i'll be that uh i mean ask demar DeRozan at chicago or sure. or chris paul or steph curry and those guys i mean they they just take great shots and if it's a 15 footer that's what they'll take well anyway that's what fox is extremely good at and he's doing that more in his three-point shot uh, eventually he'll i think eventually he'll be okay there just a all he has to be is okay just a because uh, he's so quick that the defenders have to at least kind of guard him out there occasionally and that that opens up things so i, I i'm more encouraged by fox by far than I was prior to the trade. And you're even seeing on the defensive end, he's given a lot more effort and he, and he should be a good defender mm-hmm. and, and maybe, maybe he'll get there, but your, your points are all accurate. Uh, the, the, still the team's defense is just really horrible. poor. Yeah. It's horrible. And I mean, I think there is a little bit of an excuse there. Uh, I'll give Alvin Gentry because, you know, he's trying to play a lot of guys and and trying to learn who might be they want to keep next year, and so you you do have to have a little, you know, uh, comfort zone uh, in a rotation offensively and defense, and maybe even more sometimes defense if you want to get into mm-hmm. to some traps and things. I noticed them doing that last night, and and you know they really had good effort. I thought the effort was outstanding, but there'd always be one guy. <laughs> going the wrong direction, you know, sure. uh, just because they're not uh, comfortable being on the floor with one another yet. So, so, so there's that. I mean, I think that's the only thing you're going to learn the rest of the season, Grant, is that uh, just to see if, if Alvin and, and all in the, can figure out just exactly what seven or eight, nine guys does he want to make sure he's got back next year of the, the entire group. And there's, and you know they got some decisions to make, and and there's some guys that you really just need to move on from. Jerry, it's going to take a couple of years before we know the true outcome of that trade with the Indiana Pacers. First of all, Sabonis after this year has two years left on his deal, so we have to wait and see whether the Kings will be able to re-sign him. There's no doubt in my mind that Sabonis has continued to be very productive. Halliburton, in only his second year, has looked very good in his couple of games in Indiana. I don't think anyone out there thinks that he wouldn't be a good player, but now you've had a week to digest this trade. What was your reaction when you first heard about the deal, and what do you think of the trade now? Well, it's one of those things, you know, I'm like pretty much all the fans. I'm just uh, uh, that I really hated to see Halliburton go. I mean, he's the one guy probably I least wanted to see, but it's also true. We we all know that you can't get something good without trading something good. And uh, and certainly uh, Tyrese is going to be an outstanding player. There's no doubt. I think he may someday be an all-star. Now, it's, the thing I do like is they got a young 
two-time all-star for him mm-hmm. and moved on from Buddy Heald and then, uh, then later uh, Marvin Bagley, which they needed to, you know, I mean, it, those guys, I think Buddy can be good in another surrounding. He needs to be, uh, and Bagley can maybe develop into a, at least a rotation player in the NBA. But the point was those guys, it wasn't working for them in Sacramento. So the Kings, probably benefited there, but I, I think their base benefit was uh, Sabonis gave them, something, gave them something they did not have. A a basically a big you could go to and he draws double teams and he passes out of double teams totally. You know, he gets his 20 points on 12, 13 shots. You know, very productive guy and 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 tough. You know, again, Kings didn't have enough of those guys. So I think I think for both teams they got what they needed out of that trade and and I think the other bonus probably was was giving it allowed Fox to uh, kind of get rejuvenated and this you know since he's you know their highest paid player uh, uh the way it was going was just not going to work at all and now maybe it will mm-hmm. so so that's my take of it. I mean, I, I I think it's a, you know, they're better than they were. They're more fun to watch than they were. Uh, they're not enough better than they were. Sure. <laughs> that that I guess that'd be my summation of it. I I have to say I enjoy watching them play a lot more because for the last two years, Grant, I, you know, I got so I mean I love basketball. I I just couldn't watch them. I didn't like. I didn't like watching them. And uh, I think Sabonis has brought, you know, a, a, more than anybody, a, a toughness to the team it didn't have and an unselfishness to the team that it did not have. And so that that's those are good things. The reality, though, is Sabonis is a two-time All-Star, was on a losing team, one of the worst records in the NBA in Indiana. Halliburton, although he was only in his second year, was with Fox, and the Kings had one of their verse, uh, have one of the worst records in the NBA. So there's obviously a lot more that needs to be done, and you touched upon this, you know, a couple of moments ago. You know, in order to get a good player, you have to give up a good player, and the Kings don't really have a lot of top assets. I mean, boy, Monty McNair really has his work cut out for him this summer. He really does. I think he's done a solid job. I just don't, honestly, I don't know what he can do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to actually get better. Uh, I mean, the, the draft pick would have to be a home run among home runs, wherever it is. I mean, and, and we know those things are out there, okay? I mean, uh, you see the world champs last year, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were built on a 16th pick, a guy by the name of Devacumpo, and, and a second round pick by the name of Middleton. Yeah. And and then guys picked up free agency or trades, and that's how they their championship team was built. So, uh, you know, and like I say, the MVP from the year before was a second round guy by the name of Jokic. So, so, there, so it, it's, it's not so much the number. They, they really are going to have to get Super lucky, you know, with a real star type guy, uh, and certainly, I think you know Fox does have some star type talent. Uh, certainly, uh, Sabonis, you know, as you said, he's been a two time All Star. He's also been, you know, maybe the best player on playoff teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that none of the current Kings have been, and and so so that that's a start. But but it, I, I just have to say, it, as a 
a person that wants to be an optimist, you you can't look at the Kings situation and be very encouraged compared to the league right now because, like I say, there there are at least two probably quality players away, and and you need at least one player as as good as Sabonis or better, and uh, and maybe to to sure. think in terms of playoffs. You know, I mean, we're talking playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, the 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 idea of well, next year get into the play in. Well, that that doesn't mean much, you know. I mean, because even if you get in the playoffs, as as we know, back when the Kings were good and started to be good, they made I think finally the seventh spot, and then yep. proceeded to year by year get better. And, and that that's what you have to do. You don't just go from being terrible to winning the championship type thing. Although, you know, Phoenix certainly was, was the team that came close to doing that. Well, you realize that the, you were in your early 60s the last time the Kings made the playoffs, right? Uh, I, yes, I do. And, and, uh, and, and really, I can say I'm at the stage, Grant, where uh, I'm not very confident that I'm going to see. Uh, uh, you know, in other words, they may be in the playoffs, and I, and I, won't, know, I won't know what day it is, much less how they're doing. You know, really, when you look back at this deal, though, this could be a deal that really works out well for both teams. I mean, I could see, you know, Halliburton being a really good fit in that Indiana program with Carlisle, and I could see Sabonis. But you said the real key. Sabonis is a player that needs good players around him. He's not a guard. He's a forward. But I could see this deal. We could look back five years from now and say, hey, you know what? This was a trade that worked out for both teams. Yeah, I I think so. You know, I've always said it's like the – when the Kings were really getting good, they made a couple of key trades, traded Corliss Williamson for Doug Christie. Yep. And that worked out well for both players, for sure. Uh, you know, Corliss played on a world champion, uh, sixth sure. man of the year with Detroit. And then uh, Jason Williams for Mike Bibby. And, of course, Bibby was outstanding and made helped make the Kings better. But then Jason went on to be a world champion with the Miami Heat yep. as a starter. And so you, you can't get good players – without giving up good players. You know, the Kings traded Mitch Richmond to get Chris Webber. That's uh, right. That's how it works. And 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 like I say, I, I do. I think that Halliburton, you know, the Indiana's got a kind of a long range plan. I, my guess is they'd they'd like to trade Malcolm Brogdon and, and now he's hurt now, but when he comes back, obviously he's got he's a really good player and and they got a good rookie in Duarte, but I think they would like to build her guard line with Halliburton and Duarte and their rookie. Uh, probably maybe keep Buddy as a off-the-bench scorer. I think they can do that or vice versa. But, but uh, you know, they, they've got their plan and doing a certain way. And with the Kings, now like I say, he, uh, Sabonis gives them something they did not have at all. And I, and I think with the I think the Pacers feel the same way about Halliburton. So at some point you have to start somewhere and that's kind of where the Kings are probably should have been a little more bold in their moves some years ago. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to get, to, to get started. And, and I, I guess that's where if I was going to summarize it, I, that's all I think they are. They, they're just kind of started on a rebuild and they're going to have to, like I say, they've got some, some players that are pretty good 
basketball players, but they're going to have to figure out that, uh, and they're NBA players, but, you know, five or six guys uh, probably don't fit in their plans. And that's going to see, see what, uh, what they can do with them as far as, uh, if there are any assets there they can use to get better, you know, and, and that's, that's going to be tough. I mean, uh, I wish Monty the best, but I, I think Pat Riley'd have a tough time. Yeah. That, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm with you running the franchise. I mean, right now, as, as far as really getting it good quick, I, I just don't see how you do it. One team I want to ask you about is Brooklyn. Uh, and uh, James Harden to me, I just, I have no respect for that guy, the way he's handled himself, you know, with his exit from Houston and his exit from Brooklyn. I think it's just a, such a bad look for the league, but I'm looking at the personnel on the Brooklyn Nets and assuming that Kyrie Irving could play in the home games on the playoffs, which we don't know yet. And if Durant is healthy and with Ben Simmons being able to neutralize the other team's best score, boy, this could be a really interesting team come the playoffs. Do you agree with that? I really like it from Brooklyn's point of view. Yes, I I do. I mean, I, 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 I'm not a Daryl Morey fan, so I'm hoping that, that eventually they, after this year, they sign Harden to a five-year, two hundred fifty million dollar <laughs> contract or whatever, right? And 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 they can be paying him fifty millions at home like the Rockets are or John Wall, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I think that's where that's heading personally. But it's good work uh, if you can yeah, get it. I, I, well, you know, too the the thing is that they gave up two guys to Brooklyn Drummond and and uh, Curry. Seth Curry. I know it's unbelievable that are to me. Going to be very valuable players for the for that team and their players that are going to be missed. Yes, in in Philly, and, and they they don't have their replacements. Uh, they're counting on James Harden being the James Harden of five years ago. Good luck, and I don't believe that's going to happen. Nope. And, and I mean, it isn't like he's in just tip-top shape or, or has been in the last several years, really. But I'm with you. I, I was a, I've been the last couple of years. I, I can't think of a player I have less respect for. Uh, you know, certainly Simmons handled his situation very poorly, but uh, it pales in comparison yeah. <laughs> to, to Harden. It's a bad look for the league. It really is. It's just a bad look for the league. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm not really sure what Adam Silver can do about this. I mean, there's he is the commissioner, and obviously it's not the easiest job in the world. But in terms of players, you know, vocalizing and demanding trades, not that, Jerry, you've been in management. You don't have to trade a player, but sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah, no, it, it really is. In a way, you do because they're the, you know, you know they're the talent, and if they don't want to, honor their word and their contract, which obviously some don't, uh, you're in a tough spot. I mean, it'd be no different if you were uh, a movie producer and your lead actor decides he doesn't want to be in your movie. You're, mm-hmm. you're in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to give you the best effort. And how does that work out for all? So it's tough. I, I will say this. I think uh, if I were the commissioner, I would I would get with the players' association president and, and heads and say this this guys this isn't good for you either. Mm-hmm. You know you need to you need to kind of step up here. I mean this is this is not something that benefits players overall to have some of their members really kind of disrespecting the contracts and the league and and the whole idea. You know, I mean, it, it's it's just not it's just not uh, not not good. And and for the players' association, if they can't see that, then they're heading down the wrong road. 
they sure are. Have you uh, hippity hopped into the barbershop lately? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I'm probably going to need to, but you know, once that's one another good thing about being old, and uh, you don't really have to care what you look like you know that's pretty true not, not till i was a, a you know pretty man anyway but I, oh my gosh. I mean mrs reynolds mrs reynolds gets a little disgruntled with my appearance but uh but hey. yeah when it gets real bad when it gets real bad i'll get in there just don't just don't call mrs reynolds a rain down rooster and you're okay all right yeah no, no, no. I, when you're home 24 hours a day, you, you learn how to uh, have you learn how to get along. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> 24 hours a day. Oh my gosh. And but speaking of hippity hop, you, you can't hippity hop anyway. You're, you're, you, that's, that's well past no, your age for that. So you can't do oh, that. No, no, know. I I can get out there and get my walks in. I, yeah. I like I say, the only thing I do now is when I, if I see some, old lady out there jogging I, it, it, you know i'll try to pick up the pace you know just you know just not to be totally embarrassed but, oh my God. but, I, but uh you know every day I'm, I'm still out there i'm out there you know getting getting after it you know trying to trying to trick them and stay stay uh as alert as possible and so uh you know that's what we got to do i mean like i say i, I think one of the great enjoyments that I have me and my son Jay get together and we we kind of binge on Grant's rants. <laughs> that, that's, when, that's kind of a that's kind of a highlight for us. That's when you know you don't have much of a life when you're binging well, Grant's rants. I love it. Well, that, some people could say that. Now there's another way to look at it. Yeah. All I know it work it works for us. So that's what I'd say. I don't know if I told you this, but I was doing a rant here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where I normally do them, and some guy walked by, and I do it above. I can't see when I again. I had my back to the walk. You know the walk I'm talking about. And yeah, all of a sudden, someone yells out, "Grant's rant!" And I get done with my rant, and I look down, and it's Jeff Van Gundy. And Jeff was in town doing the uh, Miami New York game for ESPN, and he says to me, he "Goes I watch your rants all the time." And I'm like, "Hey, I appreciate that." So you know, you're not at least you're. I don't want you to feel like you're alone. If if Jeff Van Gundy can watch my rants, you can watch my rants. I'm on exactly right. I'm on the right track. By the way, Jeff Van Gundy ought to be coaching in the league. Yes, he should. Uh, I mean, really, there's a guy that uh, you know. I, I know he'd probably like to at the right spot, but uh, but he ought to be getting an, another opportunity. And somebody that wants her team turned around, that'd be a, a name to go after. I think. Don't you think that he has been pursued in the past? But for him, you probably did, wasn't the right opportunity, right? Yeah, that's what I'd say. I, I mean, I certainly think I'm positive that he has in the past. The problem is it's been a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, he didn't, you know, even though he hadn't coached, although he has coached some, like, USA-type teams and yes. things like that. So so he's kept in it. I mean, I, I think sometimes owners out of sight, out of mind, you know. But, but uh, and all I know is he's a, a top coach and his mind's still sharp, and he could still – uh, uh, be a su- very successful coach in the league at the right spot. That's for sure. Speaking of successful and not successful, last year the New York Knicks were the fourth seed in the East. They lost in the first round to Atlanta, who ended up playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Knicks are just dreadful this year. Do you watch them play much? And, and if so, what do you think their issues are? How could they go from so good to so bad? You know, that that is an amazing thing to me. Because I thought, you know, that obviously they're one of the surprise teams last year, and Thibodeau did a marvelous job. I mean, there's a couple of things that strike me. I mean, 
I don't think they play defense at the same intensity uh, overall. Uh, and so that was kind of a calling card for them. And, and you know, the Kimball Walker thing has just been a disaster. Uh, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, I think the media and fans can't understand why Kimba isn't playing or why he didn't play. Uh, you know, the reality is he just can't play very well. Uh, and so that was a, and Derek Rose has been hurt, who's really a di- had was a difference maker last year. Yep. I think that you know that was one of those guys that Thibodeau could count on was Rose, and he just hasn't been there. And then of course Randall hadn't been quite as good, and then maybe be a little had been a little disruptive. So it's a combination of things, and then I think you might add one other thing: the overall East is quite a bit better. That's and, a great point. And, and at some point, you you know, the Knicks aren't and, and some other teams are. Atlanta Hawks are another example of that. Yep, yep. You know, that uh, I think that as some other teams have, have taken a big step up, like the Raptors and some who were really down last year but are back up and winning a little more and the Cleveland Cavaliers are terrific, uh, that sort of thing. So the Bulls, another one. So it's just, I think the East is just a good bit tougher. Final thing for you. I get asked this quite often about you. And do you miss doing the games at all? Uh, well, I I do. I mean, I'm, I miss them when we were doing them. Right. You know, if we could, do, you know, that sort of thing. Sure. I, uh, but I'm, you know, no, it's it's like a different world now. You know, I mean, I'm full-fledged uh, just uh, fan. You know, I mean, like I say, I sat home here and watched games like I pretty much always did. Although, like I say, I don't, I think the one thing that's different, I've told people this, I I don't uh, feel obligated to watch the Kings for an entire game. I get mad at them and I'll watch, I like watching Memphis. I like yep. watching Phoenix, uh, Golden State, teams that really play well, play together. Uh, so that's kind of what I do. I still love the game. I, I just, uh, so I, I can't say that I, uh, no, I was I was ready. I was ready. I, I certainly could have done it another year or so, but uh, you know, I think it, it's like anything. It, uh, everything has their time, but you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be on the if I was on the air now, I, I'd be forgetting somebody's name, and certainly, as you know, I couldn't pronounce half of them anyway. <laughs> yes, I did know that. That's okay. <laughs> so, so you had to cover for me all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we made it through, right? We got we, we got through. You know, we we did our job. Well, we did. Yeah, yeah right? we 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 did. And, uh, and you know, and 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 I I don't know that the the broadcast has improved uh, in the last few years either. But, but that's, yeah, no, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that on the side uh you know it's great having you on as always uh enjoy the uh, weekend and hey stay out of trouble would you please i will i i, I promised mrs reynolds she's giving me a couple things uh honeydews and i told her i'd do them now probably i won't but i told her i would and so we, we'll go on that basis this show is sponsored by better help stress we all have it to a degree big small but i think you can agree we all carry around 
different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What a treasure that man is. Just absolutely love every time we can have Jerry on the show. Just great stuff. Now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question here on my podcast. Ryan asked, do you believe Tom Brady is actually retiring? I'm on the fence on this. It seems that he has left the window open a little bit. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see after a couple of months, once we get towards June, July, August, if he's got that itch to come back and play. I mean, he had a great season, right? It's not like he didn't play well. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. Are you going to watch any of the NBA All-Star Weekend, Parker asks. The answer to that question is no. I never do. I really don't have any interest. If I, In the past, I have watched the three-point shooting contest, and that's pretty much it. Nothing else really excites me as far as NBA All-Star Weekend goes. The NBA does a great job for the weekend. They really do. They put on a hell of a show. I mean, everything that goes on with... All-Star Weekend. The NBA does a marvelous job of marketing their product, but I'm just not interested in it. I'm really not. I never have been for the most part. Dan asked, how messy will the Brian Flores lawsuit get? It's going to get messy. It's going to get very messy because you have Stephen Ross in Miami who is adamant that he is not telling the truth. You've got the Broncos. The Giants have come out with very terse statements. And you saw the statement a couple of days ago from Houston. I think this is going to get really messy. I really do. It's going to get going to get ugly, Dan. I really believe it's going to get ugly. Kevin asked, what is your take on Kyler Murray's recent comments? I'm puzzled by it. I mean, he was terrible in the playoff game. I don't know if I can remember a worse performance at the quarterback position in a playoff game than what I saw from Kyler Murray. So I'm very puzzled by it. I really am. Jimbo asked, any plans to commentate for a Kings game while live streaming on Listen App? 
I'm not even a Kings fan, just an NBA fan, but I would be super interested in watching something like this. I do not have any plans on commentating a game, but I do have plans of having a watch party here on you know, this podcast platform or listen app or when I'm doing no filter network. I mean, we're working on it, Jimbo. Some great ideas. I don't know, though, if I will be commentating on the game. I don't know if I'm allowed to commentate on a live event such as an NBA game. I, I'm not really sure if that would violate uh, copyright and everything else. So it's, it's difficult for me to comment on that uh, right now. Kyle asks, do you think that AD Anthony Davis is helping the Lakers or hurting them this year. Well, he's not He's not helping them. That's for sure. But Kyle, here's what we will judge the Lakers by. What's going to happen in the spring when the playoffs begin? They're clearly going to be in the top 10. They'll probably be in the play-in tournament. And then if they prevail and get into the top eight, we will judge this team solely on what they do in the playoffs, not what happened during the regular season. And it's kind of odd, but if Anthony Davis and LeBron James are 100% when the playoffs begin, I'm not even going to include Russell Westbrook right now, you know, that would not be the easiest first-round opponent in the world. That is for sure. Matt asks, I'd like to hear your take on Adam Silver criticizing the New York City vaccine mandates. Spot on. I talked about this on Listen App on Wednesday. Absolutely spot on. He's right. It's ridiculous. You know, a player on a visiting team was unvaccinated, can play at the Barclays Center in New York, but Kyrie Irving can't. It's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Jeff asked, what's the best landing spots for Deshaun Watson if he leaves Houston? I don't even think it's a matter if he leaves Houston. I think it's a matter of when he leaves Houston and all of the legal uh, activity and everything else that is surrounding Deshaun and his case and the, what is it, 22 to 24 lawsuits. It's a great question. I talked about this with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network on Tuesday, and he gave a couple of teams. It's kind of a wait and see, Jeff. It really is. Willie asked, do you, did you expect more out of Luca at this point in his career? He's actually surpassed what I expected out of his career. Now, the next thing for him to do is to win a playoff series, which the Mavs have not done in his first three years of being in the NBA, but... He's better than I thought he was going to be. I I did not think he would be this dominant of an NBA player. Brian asked, do you think Tyreek Evans will get signed? Mm, I could see him getting a 10-day and then going from there. I'm very skeptical about him making a comeback. I really am. You know, with his knees and his injuries, I'm very, very skeptical. Trevor asked, are you surprised that Barkley and Shaq are planning on retiring from the NBA? I'll believe it when I see it. Not really Not really. Uh, I think for them it's an easy job and it's easy money. But time will tell. Time will tell. I think not having Charles Barkley on that show will be devastating. It will be very devastating. Always good to have your questions from the folks at CrowdUltra.com. It's time for Grant's Rant. Hey, today's rant is brought to you by... The Home Theater Company. For your audio, video, and home theater, just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Hey, we'd like to give a special thanks to Major League Baseball and the Players Association for having a 15-minute meeting yesterday. We really appreciate the effort. 
Great job, right? Great job. And guess what? Nothing got accomplished, so that's why it only went 15 minutes. Baseball out of touch with reality. Football season is over. This is baseball's chance to kind of take over the sports menu. Spring training games are supposed to start in 10 days, but obviously that's not going to happen. Baseball, once again, failing its fans and failing the game. How is it that they only have a 15-minute meeting? 15 minutes. 15-minute meeting yesterday. Do these guys want to get a deal done? Do they care about getting a deal done? Do they give a damn about the fans? Do they give a damn about the people that depend on income at spring training? No, they don't. It's greed. It's billionaires and millionaires not being able to work out a deal. Meanwhile, people like myself are like, stay the hell away. You know what? Your season's too long anyway. Wake me up when you get a freaking deal done. 15 minutes. Really? A 15-minute bargaining session. What a freaking embarrassment. And that's my rant for today. Hey, that is my podcast for today. Hey, coming up on the show on Tuesday, Hall of Fame linebacker from the Chicago Bears, Brian Urlacher. That's coming up on If You Don't Like That. Have a great weekend, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.